And we are back with another episode of the After the Whistle podcast. We have been on break for about a month now. A month, probably less than a month. And we know you have all missed us, so Charlie, we are back to save the day. As you can tell, Charlie, it's me, aka Smiley the Third, on hosting duties today because Charlie, life the last you serious. You just can't join us. And it's really far from a full house today because I'm joined by just one of our other regulars, the notorious Mr. Crack, aka Crackwish. And we also have a guest who is usually a very big thorn in our flesh, Charlie. He did disturb with us. He goes by the name. You all be thorn in our flesh. You just choose one. You choose the one you want. Anyway, you, you may know him as David or you may know him as Van Gelder, the notorious Van Gelder, as Crack said. We are all notorious. So, Charlie Crack, what happened? Ah, Charlie, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What I know? What I know? Hey, this is the energy you don't meet me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, you enjoy the Euros, no club football, NBA said the ball, and the last one broke the You mix feelings, but you didn't. Anyway, yes, as you said, we are in year 2020 fever, and Charlie. Okay, yes, Euro 2020 and Copa America, even though tell you, I doubt anybody that watch the Copa America like that, but how we could do them? <laughs> oh, luckily for for us, this time, some of the games are played slightly early. I think some games have even started around 9 or something, so ah. it's not too bad. Who buy did they make me go watch? Who, who buy did they? <laughs> the goats they play you, she said, make me go watch Copa America. Let's let's defend ourselves. Anyway, as you said, the goals they play Euros Euros have started in full blast, and Charlie. So far, they finished with the first round of fixtures. We are now entering the second round of the fixtures, and I think the best place to start is France because Charlie, they are looking like they are looking very unstoppable right now. It doesn't look like anybody can can deal with the power they have because Charlie. In the first game against Germany, they had Benzema and Mbappe clicking as if they've been playing together for years. They had Pogba and Kante busting the midfield. And Charlie, David, tell me who in this tournament can stop this France team. Italy. Everybody, <laughs> everybody will tell me say no true, but Italy is the one that will stop France. They are actually Italy is my team to win the tournament. So if them left inside like. Quarterfinals make nobody at me at the beg. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think it will be difficult for anybody to stop to stop this fans team. They are fantastic in almost every department, maybe except Loris. But apart from Loris, I, I can't seem to find many flaws in, in the in the France setup. Ah, yeah, there's a weak link, Rabio. They have to change that guy. It's useless. You see that they make Kante work too much. We they save that guy for next season, Ballon d'Or winner. But yeah, another <laughs> they make a no start agenda. But like on a more serious note, but I think the the French team is, is fantastic. They were very very good yesterday against the German side. The the, the Germans look flat. This was I think this is the one game everybody understood that Timo should have started, but they went with old and experience. I don't know how everyone. If you pay, you know they see that thing. But everybody knows Timo should have started the game yesterday. I don't know how what business Muller has playing 90 minutes. And Mbappe can run. That's all I can see. <laughs> anyway, Charlie Crack, you as just like me, you are a huge France fan, and I'm sure Charlie. You must be as happy as I am watching this France team click as everybody was expecting them to click. Because before the tournament started, there was this unnecessary controversy coming out from Mbappe and Giroud over the whole issue about um, Giroud saying people aren't passing him the ball and Mbappe took a personal for no reason, even though nobody mentioned his name. But it doesn't seem to have affected them going into the tournament. So how do you rate France's chances? I think um, Mbappe's ego was was able, like, 
um, other players were able to overcome his ego because you have players like Pogba who are leaders over them. You have senior players as well that, and like maybe Loris and even the coach that will talk to him and go like, look, let this nonsense end because we've seen our predecessors go through this that has derailed their their performances in tournament. So I think it was an internal discussion where this had to be trashed out because if it wasn't done that way, Mbappe still would have been going on about Giroud. And also what Giroud said, he didn't mention anybody's name. So I don't know why he took it as if it was a swipe at him. It was the media just pushing our agenda and he fell for it, which I didn't expect him to do better because I know his behavior in, in PSG and he's also a young chap. But then looking beyond that, France's problem is Deschamps. It's not the players. If we are going to win, it is Deschamps. If we are going to lose, it is Deschamps. Because, look, yesterday got to a point where he needed to do changes. France, we actually compact and we play in a low block and we counter-attack. So, we actually kind of good defensively. But yesterday, the Germans really took the game over in the second half and they were looking dangerous. Deschamps should have taken Rabiot off and Benzema off at a point. Should have brought Giroud on to hold on to the ball and be a target man because Benzema was linking up well with Mbappe. But when you go to the 75th minute, you should have changed. You should have taken Rabiot off and taken Benzema off. I don't know why he kept all his changes and did only one chase, only one change yesterday, and that was almost 80 something minutes. I don't know why. I mean, it was the first game, it was a big man, so you might understand. But he has been doing this so many times. So I, I hope he fixes that this time around but then honestly it's ours to lose so i don't know i don't know anybody okay, that is going to lose and the other team the other big team in their group portugal portugal is also another one of the teams i'm very i'm very fond of because Charlie, as you all know they have my boy jao felix in the team and even though that dumb, he no play. The guy can't even make the bench. Yeah, because the coach no guesses. That one, you know, you know, it's the coach no guesses. We go take him like that. But anyway, they they also have a very stacked team, and they seem like one of the teams that can probably stop France. So, crack again. Back to you. How do you see Portugal's chances? Portugal is a very solid team, and I, for one, I'm just glad that we are all in the group stage with them. Because we are in the same group with them because they could have worried us in the um, knockout stages. But right now that we already have three points, Portugal also have three points. I think the next game or the next two games, uh, they will qualify because the third best in this team will still qualify. But looking at political yesterday, they are really solid. But one issue I have with them was they were crossing so many times with Ronaldo. That thing wouldn't hold right now because as they put the ball on the ground and they started playing they created chances they got a penalty and they scored since we we're moving well and Diego daughter shouldn't be starting he should be coming off the bench yesterday he was going for personal glory there was this chance in the first half where he could have squared the ball to Ronaldo but he decided to shoot with his weaker foot which I didn't understand and if I was Ronaldo I would have slapped him because <laughs> you I'm a big man I'm the big star give me the ball even when I'm mad give me the ball who are you you understand? I was so angry with him. But then, as you know, Portugal is also my team, my second team because of Ronaldo. But Ronaldo is my boy. And I'm being forced to support Joao Felix, but I'll take it like that. And so, yeah, I mean, France or Portugal, anyone wins, I'll be happy. But my my parent team is France and Ali Ali Le Blues. We move. We move, indeed. Van Gelder. Uh I think. Um... I agree with Crack. Uh, what's his name? Diogo Jota doesn't deserve to start. I think someone else should play there instead. Uh, I think Cristiano was very upset with him. If you, I don't know if you've seen the footage, but there's this footage where they're coming out of the dugouts for the second half, and he he turns back and he looks at Diogo Jota, and the way I am, the I to give him. He <laughs> said. <laughs> As a DSM, then then me machine, 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 me 
immediately he brought on uh, what's his name Renato Sanchez you and uh, the the other guy from the from the wide position I've forgotten his name they started playing much more fluidly they played much better and they scored two more goals I mean it's not it's no surprise I think that goal that hungry the outside goal hungry scored you know forced them to to come alive and forced them to play much better but Generally, I'm, I was very impressed with Portugal. So I think for a large section of the game, Barca and Argentina people, them, I get where they go say, nah, if you score one, I'll score two. So, yeah. <laughs> Personally, I have my reservations about Fernando Santos. In fact, it's no reservations. The guy, you know, gets sense because he's riding on the lack of Euro 2016. But people forget that in Euro 2016, they only won one match in 90 minutes. Yes, they managed to uh-huh. win the tournament. So, they might have won the tournament, but they were not the best team in the tournament. Somebody will say it's a fantastic eh, time to win the <laughs> one match. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's somebody will be Mourinho. But anyway, as you just said, Italy is your team. And Chile, the Italy renaissance under Mancini has been very, very impressive. Because Chile... For the past few years, Italy haven't been the Italy that we, we all know. They even missed out on the 2018 World Cup, which is very unlike them. But they currently, I think they are unbeaten in about their last 24 games or something. Yeah. They've conceded less than less than 10 goals, I think, in those 24 games. So, Charlie, the Italy revival has been very impressive. And how do you... Raise the, okay, you've already said they are your pick to win the tournament. Yeah. But, I mean, make us choose this one to crack because you've already heard what you have to say about them. Crack. <laughs> <laughs> you really think say, Italy go free win this thing? Oh, but before I talk about Italy, I, 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 I forgot to mention one player in the Portuguese team that really turned the game on his head yesterday. That's the Rastaman Renato Sanchez. Renato Sanchez. He was really solid and really Renato good. Renato Sanchez, my boy. And Who's I know he's your boy, but... <laughs> I know he's your boy, but yeah, he, he was to me. He should have been the man of the match with his, his 20 minutes cameo. He really changed thank the game. Thank you very much. Thank, like, thank you really very much. Yeah. The game. But talking about <laughs> Italy, I think Italy, Italy are the dark horses because they don't have really big names and people are really looking at them like, oh, the old Italy of the old with the Guta, uh, Gattuso, Pello, and all of that. You understand? They, they, Mancini has been able to build a solid team who are solid defensively and good in, in transition and they keep the ball very well as well when you watch when you watch the first game against Turkey and even in this one they kept possession very well but then in their unbeaten stretch that they've gone they've not really meet they've not really met any team like France Germany Portugal or the big team so I, I still have my reservations they are doing what they have to do because when Italy are on group stage qualification there yeah, is easy for them so I think they've been good and they are supposed to do what they are doing now. Because in a team, again, in a, in a group with Turkey, Switzerland and Wales, I mean, you should be winning it. None of them are better than you. So all this praise for Italy, I mean, their fans should praise them. Yeah, they've done well. But to me, they haven't really impressed me that much. I just want to see them against a bigger team in a knockout stage or something. So I get to know they are for real. But right now, they are the dark horses and they are playing very well as well. Speaking of Wales, Charlie, how do people see Gareth Bale's performances? Because Charlie, it's very, very strange to me how he can look so unbothered when he's playing for his club sides. And when he comes to Wales, he's doing all the dirty work. He's running up and down. He's the creative outlet. He's the one trying to be also on the receiving end of the of passes and stuff. Like, Do you think Bale can still offer something at the top of club football? Van Gilda. Uh I think okay. Uh I think I think at, at the top of club football dear it has to be a Welsh football club for him to do the, <laughs> to do that. He's doing me hearing that that with, with Wales. Like when he meets Wales, when he meets Wales, all sorts of emotions and energy that he doesn't have comes from some we don't if, I don't even know. Like I watch Bell, I'm like, ah, is this the same guy that was playing for Tottenham and Madrid? Like, he put golf ahead of his football club, you know. He put golf ahead of his football club. So, that should tell you where his priorities lie. Maybe he, his his thing is now international football and he's using the club football to keep fit. 
till you know international football come along. I I I, I genuinely doubt that. I think he's lost passion for uh, for for club football. To be honest, there's nowhere I don't know where he can go to that he will be happy, or he will feel comfortable, or he will feel loved enough to give the same vibes that he gives to Wales. I genuinely can't tell. So maybe he will play for someone just to keep fit, so that he can always give his best for Wales, and that's fine. That's totally fine. If he chooses his country, that's okay. Uh, at the end of the day, your country is your country. And your club, the, I, I am of the opinion that you don't owe any allegiance to your football club. Your country, yes. Your club, not really. So, yeah. I'm, I'm very happy to see that he's doing very well. Just to remind people of who Gareth Bale is. You know, he's very good. And people seem to forget that he, on his day, He's still one of the top players we have around. But crack, do you think that now that Ancelotti has gone mm. back to Real Madrid, he might probably manage to bring the best out of Bill again in club football? Um, I hope so, but I doubt. Because with Real Madrid, it's not solely about the coach. Because even with the situation with Zidane, it wasn't just about Zidane making the, the decision. Because one thing that we need to understand is, in the world setup, he has different rules. From what he has in the club, in the clubs, you understand? Because with Wales, any effort he gives is good for them. He's the playmaker; everything goes through him. And right now, when you look at Bill, Bill doesn't have that best of pace that he used to have. But in, I think when he was at Tottenham, um, Mourinho was still trying to get that out of him, where he sometimes you put him on the right side and and he floats balls and they expect him to chase, but no. With Wales, you realize that two of the chances he gave to, two of the uh, uh, Ramsey chances he got, they were perfect time passes from Gary Bill. He mm. was playing like the playmaker role because mm. he doesn't exert a lot of energy. He flows through the game. He has a free role. And even gets to the end of the game, he still has energy to dribble and move into the box and create that last chance, that uh, their third goal and uh, their second goal. Mm-hmm. All right? Because mm-hmm. I look at Bill. And with what he's playing, he can't do it at the top level. He can't do it at Real Madrid. He can't do it. I think he can do it in a team like maybe, let's say, Everton. can do it in a team like Spurs, where he'll be given a free role. That is the most important in the free role, where the expectations are lower than what they are still putting on him right now. Because he's still not the old bill. You understand? He's still mm-hmm. not that pacey young chap that can run up. On the wing, cut inside, play the shots. He can still do that, but then he doesn't have that best of pace and energy. Mm-hmm. My God, that makes a good point about desire and all of that. But we really know, you understand? Because there was friction at Real Madrid. He went to Spurs. They created a golf, golf course, whatever the training ground for him for him to be playing. I don't know, but then just to get his interest in football. I mean, he has made a lot of money over the years. He has won everything mm-hmm. in club football at Real Madrid and. The Champions League what three times? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I don't think he has four, four times actually. Four times actually. Okay, four times. So yeah, <laughs> and people can actually put it down to him that he was also a catalyst in order for for um, the yeah, Sunday finals. So, yeah. yeah, so he has done it all. But then it's different roles. What we need to understand is different roles at Wales, different roles at Madrid, different roles at Tottenham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, over to England, shall we? The team that nobody wants them to win besides English fans and probably Kawawa. <laughs> so, for, this English team, they seem to have something that previous in English teams didn't have. Even though they probably don't have as many world-class players as previous English English teams we've seen, like the Lampard, Gerrard era. But they seem to have something different. And do you think they might be able to build on their World Cup semi-final finish from three years ago and go a step further in this Euros crack. Yes, it's very possible because last time, as I was saying, the difference they have with this crop of young players and the Lampards and the Gerard and all of that is our ego and fit, as I was saying the other time. This 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 young team has, it has been put in them that, yes, Everybody's anybody is dispensable and they have this um, unity that the old teams never had. Because these people move through the young 
ranks players like um Phil Foden, Sancho, like you've had even Greenwood but he's injured. Yes, you and you have a player like Calvin Phillips. That first you never see England go with a player playing for Leeds. You're always gonna see the, the, the big players in midfield. Like you're gonna see the Lampard, you're gonna see the Scholes, you're gonna see the Gerard. And even without without Scholes, you are gonna see the Hargreaves. You understand? Those caliber of players that had no fit. They used to play um, Lampard and Gerard six and eight, and nobody knew who was playing the six. Nobody knew who was sitting for who to go, and they had so much ego around. And like when things don't go on well, they didn't have this brotherhood factor that they could come along. But this team, when you watch the England under seventeen team and the twenty team that won the World Cup, you realize that look, England went back, invested in their grassroots, believed in their team. And even these young players are already stars in their teams as well. At that age, they are young. Nobody, you can't, first, you see they rush and take players like to walk out to wheelchair to tournament. And people go like they are young. But these people, you can't say they are young because they've racked up experience and they are ready for the big stage. As to whether they can improve on their semi-final finish, we are yet to know. But I mean, they can surprise people because they have the quality. And their only weakness might be Southgate. But they have the quality to go further. They have the quality to do what They have the quality to surprise people. But as to whether they will win the cup, I don't know. We are yet to see. And yes, as you said, Southgate, Van Gelder, do you think Southgate is the type of manager who can lead a team to such a big trophy? Because surely this is it's still Southgate. He's still the wow, same wow. person. Let's wow, <laughs> wow. not... Let's not mean swears. Let's not act like I saw. I, mean, I saw people. I saw people tweeting. Trippier left back. I saw people <laughs> tweeting. Oh, he got his tactics spot on. No, Croatia's midfield was horrible, and they were Croatia was horrible on Sunday. That's why they won. One of the things I didn't understand was that Trippier left back. But watching the game, I think in the in the first half, most of the attacks were going through Trippier. And he was but, doing well, and he was it, actually is that, solid. Is that, look, I'm not the biggest fan of. He shouldn't try that in a game because uh, they still lost <laughs> weight. They still lost that left-footed yeah. left back that could whip the ball inside exactly. and all of that. And when they went on the counter attack, they lack uh, Shaw's smartness as well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want him to repeat that in a game. It was good. It was good for this game. Maybe he learned from the semi-final performance against Croatia last time and decided to go with this formation just for Croatia. But going forward, you can't be keeping players like Grealish and all at be. So you shouldn't even try it. I, I you agree. Do that I, agree has worked once. I don't think it will work throughout the tournament. Mm. I agree with that because, to be fair, I'm not the biggest fan of Luke Shaw. But I was very surprised to see Luke Shaw playing uh, on the bench or not making the starting eleven. Like, Trippier has had a fantastic season, but at right back or right wing back, not not at left back. So Trippier did well, but he didn't do anything that Luke Shaw couldn't do either. Right? He he didn't do anything that Luke Shaw or even Chilwell will not will not do. But uh let's just leave it. He won the first match, so let's leave. But I don't think that I think if England will not do well or England will not go far, it will be because of the tactical inflexibility or inability of Gareth South Southgate. And talking about the young players, a lot of them also play together. Like Rice and Mount are best friends. And even they played together in Chelsea's academy before Rice was released to go and play for West Ham. And a lot of them have played together before, like in lower level English teams. So when them playing together in the national team, it's not, there's not much of a, of a clash in terms of conflict and ability. or It's more like... This guy compliments the other. This guy compliments this one. And even the senior players like Sterling and Kane and the others are more welcoming of the younger ones than the previous English generation. Where, like, how, how do you switch off that quote-unquote enmity between Chelsea and Manchester United players after they've had a very grueling season? You are saying Chelsea have just won the league or Man have just won the league. Chelsea players are hurt. And you take them all to camp and say, let's go and forget about all of that and let's focus on England now. These are top-level players who want to win all the time. And I remember an interview from Clampard where he said, 
that was a very important factor. A lot of them could not turn off that enmity that they had at club level. Or sometimes you just play the Man U Chelsea game. Somebody had a very bad tackle on the Chelsea player. The Chelsea players are upset. Over the next weekend, they are supposed to play with the Man U players again. Like, how do you turn that off? But if you look at this group, it's more like, look, we are all going up. We are all going forward. Maybe it's because they've not won much as individual players, right? They've not won much. So their egos are not there yet. So everybody is calm, everybody is focused, and everybody is taking on board the information. But I think that if they had a much better manager, like someone better than Gareth Southgate, they would have been a force uh, to reckon with. But to be very honest with you, I personally, I don't rate them. I don't think they'll go far. And this might come to bite me in the ass, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't rate, I don't rate England much. Maybe quarterfinals, max semifinals. That's it. <laughs> Semi-final max. Interesting. So since we are still on the topic of the favorites for the tournament, Belgium, Belgium look stronger than ever. They have Lukaku in the best form of his life. KDB has even, hasn't even come into the team. Hazard hasn't got hasn't started uh, getting into his stride yet. There's still more to come from them. Don't you think it's scary that this Belgium team is looking so good and they can probably unlock another gear to their game, David? Yeah, this is my country. Van Gelder is actually because I was born in Belgium. Just for just, no, just for a little clap. Yeah, but no, like sorry. <laughs> that that but this is my country. I, I this the if I take outside Italy, this is the next team I think could win. Martinez is not the brightest, but he's also he's very good tactically. And he knows the group of players he has and he knows how to put them in the ship. The only place I'm a bit worried is in defense. Because their defenders are quite old, and if they meet a pacey attack like the French, it, it, it might be very difficult to keep up. Yesterday, we saw Hummels struggle to catch up with uh, Mbappe. I, I, I have nightmares when I think about <laughs> Vertonghen or, you know, <laughs> the, the Belgian defenders trying to catch up with, um, with with Mbappe and, and the front three. Basically, we forgot to talk about Griezmann. He was also very fantastic yesterday for France. Mm-hmm. Talking about Romelu Lukaku, yeah, in the form of his life, personally, that's what I believe. He's in the form of his life. He's playing exceptional football, leading the attack very well. I think the midfield behind him are a bit indecisive, and I think that can be cured by KDB just returning into the squad. And look, Belgium are very, a lot of people, they've gone a bit under the radar, I think because of Eden Hazard, but look they are they are they are they can cause a lot of trouble they can cause a lot of trouble and to me anything lower than the semi-final will be disappointing anything lower than the semi-final disappointing anything lower than the semi-final disappointing and crack how do you raise this belgium team's chances oh i think they have a good chance of winning it just like any other tournament and if they are knocked out it will be a surprise because they really have a very solid squad, they really have a good, very good team, and Lukaku is in the form of his life. And we are still waiting for Hazard to join the party. Sorry about that. We are just waiting for Hazard to join the party and KDB too. So when KDB comes, I think they'll be much more stronger. But they are really, really good, and they are one of the tournament favorites. So I think they should be second behind France in winning the tournament. That's how I see them. That's how I believe in them. But if they are knocked out, it will be a surprise. But to me, they are really strong. And they should be getting to the final. And they should be targeting winning the tournament this time around. Can I just add this, this before we go on? Mm-hmm. I have a very unpopular opinion, especially with regards to Belgium. I think Thorgan Hazard will start a lot more than Eden. For some weird reason, Eden has played very little football and it will make no sense to me for him to be playing. He might be introduced maybe when things are tough, you know, from the bench. But I think his his younger brother Thorgan is the one to play in in uh, 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 like in this current moment. He's the one in form. He's the one who's played a lot more football. He's fitter. He 
he has more impact on the game. Of course, we cannot deny the brilliance of Eden Hazard, but that move to Real Madrid has not doesn't it hasn't hasn't borne fruits as much as we we wanted it to to bear fruits. It, it has been a it has been a flop. It is no matter hey. of it hasn't borne fruit. Hey, hey, it hey, hasn't borne hey. a single fruit. Hey, <laughs> it's germinating. Okay, it was in the. Which can germinate? It was it's in been the how many years now? Two. How how many? It's been two years already. Two or three years. Yeah. When did he? And move? he has. He has still not done a single thing. He's probably not even played up to 30 games for Madrid in these two years. If if Stoke and things are kicking your leg for six years, that's what happens. When you go to Spain, small running, nah, then crap, everything is sports. Let's not forget, he went through Chelsea being kicked basically every match for five to six years. So I'm not surprised at this level of injuries in Spain. He's human, and his body will definitely succumb to to these things. Maybe in Chelsea we had better doctors. I don't know. Maybe uh, or we were given the Asamajan injections. But at the, <laughs> at the end, of, at the end of the day, for some reason his injuries were not taking him away this long when he was in Chelsea. But I'm in my brain, I, I can't seem to to figure out what exactly. Now it's like every time he steps on the pitch, I'm afraid. Because does he he tries to take a turn, he tries to make a run, he puts up his hand and then we know another three months on the sidelines, just you know, taking Florentino Perez's money and, and just relaxing. It, it, it's sad. I'm not I can't deny as a Chelsea fan, I love Eden Hazard, but it, it's been sad. Like this is the move of his this is the club of his of his dreams. And I was hoping for his own sake that he would, uh, you know, he would come out and be a fantastic player for Madrid, where I'm everybody can see. Oh, why my eye will get right now? They are linking him back to Chelsea and things. Like if he falls, nobody will say I didn't back to Chelsea. And I say back to Chelsea and things. Got to destroy our our balance. We beg. So yeah, please relax with me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough enough about that first guy. Wow. Actually, Let's... ah, ah, <laughs> we ah, what to do? You? <laughs> enough enough about him. Let's do some quick predictions for this one. Anyway, for France, hey, for the winners of the tournament, both Crack and I have probably already gone for France. You said you are going with Italy. Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Italy. Player of the tournament, starting with you, Van Gilder. Quick one. <sighs> Wow, this one is tough. Um, Romelu Lukaku. Lukaku. Yeah. Interesting. Crack. Kanti. Yeah. Interesting choice. I'm going with Mbappe. So, challenge. Top score. Crack. This is behind. This is But I think I'll go with Lukaku. Lukaku. Okay. Yeah, me too. It will be between Lukaku and, and the best player of all time. If it's not Lukaku, it will be Cristiano. Actually, yes, I'm also going yes, to Ronaldo. Let's go with Lukaku. One. I was going to go with Lukaku. How did I forget Ronaldo? One has two goals already. There was a funny thing yesterday where Portugal went penalty and, and people were like, ah, why is Bruno Penal? I'm like, Ronaldo is in the team. <laughs> there was Bruno Fernandes before he goes near the penalty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when he comes, before he comes, take penalty ahead of Ronaldo. Are you your first major tournament? No, he's second, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, is it his first? Yeah, he's second. I think it's first. He didn't go to the World Cup in 2018. So this is this is first major tournament. Oh, really? Anyway. Oh, he was in the... Uh, yeah. Was it this cup? Was it which cup did you win? The UEFA Youth League. No, 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 no. no. Hey, UEFA Nations League. Yeah, sorry. the Nations League. He was in it. Yeah. Nations League. Yeah. Okay. Breakout star of the tournament. Patrick Schick of Czech Republic. Because of that one in Tomsk score. If he, even if he won in Tomsk, that's how twenty eighteen everybody was saying Golovin. So we'll take it like that. <laughs> Please don't try it. Patrick Schick. 
Crack. Oh, in the tournament, it's still going on. So I'll hold on to that. I'll hold out to that. You yeah. hold on, Sam. Hold on, that. That's why it's a prediction. <laughs> Over there, you hold on. Jimmy and I. Crack won't talk Isaac, but it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, wait, wait, what was the question again? <laughs> Breakout star of the tournament it could be also be young player. You can also do young player oh, of the tournament. Why, why did you say it like that? Hey, okay, we'll shake. separate it. So breakout <laughs> star and then we do young player of the tournament. Hey, breakout, so breakout star. star. Charlie? Yado. Yado. Yeah, that that be prediction. It's not supposed to be easy. Really hard. Really hard. And I'll go with uh the Italian guy that scored two goals today. What's his name? Uh, Lucatelli. Lucatelli. Ah, uh, that was who I want. I wanted to go with. I know one copy. Oh, give me one artist name. Breakout star of the tournament. Charlie, you lock me. I'm also going with Lucatelli. And finally, young player of the tournament. Ooh, this is tough because there are a lot of young players this year. Like, look at even look at the English team. I don't say Manny Meso. Before they say I'm doing church agenda, so but that's true because they have Mount, you have Foden, Foden they have, have Sancho. Even though Locatelli Sancho, is for not, some reason, he wasn't even on the bench for yeah. the first game. How old is Greedish anyway? Oh, he be the old man. He's like 25, 26. And Mape is also there because Mape is not that old. Okay, Mape also qualifies. He's uh, 22. Who else cried days? Even that guy from Switzerland, that they are. Mbolo or something. That guy's also not that old. Bril Mbolo. How old is Mbolo? he? Yeah. Mbolo went to the 2016 World Cup, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but he went there as a, as a young prodigy. He went as a young prodigy. So... Uh, hey, hey. But hey. Are, you, are you sure he wants to go with a player from Switzerland, considering how they might be going out to the tournament? If this is Alando, take it. <laughs> nah, I, I think, oh, but this stuff, the young player tournament, yeah, it's tough. I just go with who I know, Mason Mount. I just go with who I know because Charlie, it's hard, and I can't figure out anyone else who is young that has impressed me so far. So, Krakus, <laughs> as expected. Take off go do podcast and not be anything. <laughs> ah, no Smiley knows why. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> this guy to take food in the disturb. We, we take out like that. I would have gone with Jean Felix, but that airhead has decided not to start him. I can't even tell <laughs> whether he'll be starting. You see, <laughs> we are forcing you to choose Jean Felix. Okay? Just say Jean Felix and let's move on. No problem. Me, I go take her. Me, I stand by my boy to take and think. If he, oh, even if he doesn't yeah. play any match. For better, for worse. For better, for worse. This marriage there will go, go very soon. <laughs> me, me I go sign as witness. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this one we just—I want to do this one real quick. Before we started recording, the news broke that Sergio Ramos is going to be leaving Real Madrid. Real Madrid, Charlie, they—they—they they, they have a very weird way of treating their legends because we saw how Ronaldo left out uh-huh. of the blue, like uh-huh. at the end of the season. When when players like that are leaving. Usually expect it to happen like you know that the person is leaving. The final game of the season, they give him a proper send-off. You don't expect it to happen as some random breaking news in the middle of a random night. So, Charlie, how how do you see this move by Madrid? Okay, initially I thought Madrid didn't want to offer him a new contract. But according to what is coming out now, Ramos is the one who said he wanted a new challenge. So... First of all, will any of you pick Ramos for your team if you had the chance? David? My team already has a 36-year-old who is performing fantastically <laughs> well, by the way. We are happy. That's why we renewed this contract into another year. So, no. Chelsea, we don't have space. Yeah, sure. <laughs> your, captain is a, your captain has, you know, charges in Greece by Biku. No BNC. <laughs> But um, what Madrid did is what we call football. What Moreno calls football heritage. It's football heritage because <laughs> it's it's this weird way. Even look at how they 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 dealt with Ike Casillas, gave his whole life to them, and 
the way they they announced his departure was just was a baby you know so i i also think the ramos thing is because ramos is not playing for spain that's why it's it came out like very randomly i think if he was with the spanish uh, national team he wouldn't have you know he would he, he would have waited till the end of the tournament or when spain is out but now it's out there i think man you can do with sergio ramos because if they've let ramos go there's no way they are selling Baran now so maybe you know in why are you supposed to so they dismantle their team to to get money that possibility is like saying me i'll pay is me that i'll pay that money for bad it's very very low it's very very low but even before we started recording again, Varan News also broke that he's about to sign a new contract. So it looks like he was just using the football world to negotiate a new contracts, like the way these Madrid boys have been using United to get new contracts for decades now. So you are just like a contract team for them. <laughs> sad. Very sad. It, 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 they usually take do ransom. Yeah. You know, say United, we fool, we go give you any money. So. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you know God, I will go United. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I will go sorry. United. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Come, come, come. But Ramos, Ramos is is, is is football heritage. I think he probably go to PSG or something like that. I mean, somebody that needs some leadership at the back. Arsenal can do well with Ramos, but they can't pay his wages. They have to sell the rest of their team to do that. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know where he's going to go. But wherever he ends up, he says he's looking for a new challenge. But rest assured, he's not taking any pay cut on his wages. So the new challenge must come with a lot of money too. So good luck to whoever tries to sign him. I mean, personally, me, I would probably take him for United because we saw how United looked when Maguire went out and without the leadership. It's not that I raised Maguire or anything, but actually. The leadership also matters. At least you know that he brings a certain level of leadership to the team that those other idiots at the back. Actually, bring. we attack on my man Bayi Bidis. <laughs> Bayi was one of my. He's been one of my favorite United players since he came. But Charlie, right now, I'm beginning to give up on him because clearly your man has decided not to get his act together. Don't give up. So, you started it. You can do it. Oh, no, 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 I've given up, I've given up, so anyway, if you haven't done this already, please like, subscribe to our podcast on any of the podcast platforms that you use, um, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you go find me for there, we are like Interplast, everywhere you go. What I go flow. What I go flow. <laughs> And now we are moving on to the uh, next segment, which is the NBA segment. We are in the middle of the NBA playoffs. And this segment, as you already know, is brought to you by Kentucky Food. Kentucky, as you know, is the best supplier of, is the best maker of jollof, fried yam, um, fried rice. And very soon they'll be getting some new additions to their menu. So just keep your... Keep your eyes peeled. Just keep make your ears dig ground. You go hear from them very soon. And Charlie, this one is up to crack to give us a rundown because we are in the middle of NBA playoff season. Your man's team is already out. LeBron and his Lakers, they've already flunked out of the tournament. There are plenty injuries going around left and right. Um, we just heard that Kawhi probably has an ACL injury. Um... Chris Paul has been diagnosed with COVID even though he, he's been vaccinated. Charlie Crack, take us away. Look, this this uh, this is news only because Charlie Brother was uh, a 
Even worse than the bubble? Yes. Because you have right now you have nine stars injured for the playoffs alone. Even before the playoffs, during regular season. Because you have games that they are playing that players are just going down. Because of the impact season that they had this time around. They were playing a game like almost any other day or just two days rest or three days rest, just flying and all. Even though it was just a 72 game season, it was still really packed because of how the bubble went and they have a timeline. They had to be so, so many injuries. Like, look at this Kawhi injury. It's so sad. Clippers have been able to come back from a 2 0 deficit, uh, two games deficit against the uh, Utah Jazz, and it's 2 2 now. And right now, the best player in the the best player in the series is injured and possibly ACL that is going to continue to next season. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Then you have Kyrie also going down for uh, the Brooklyn Nets. And right now you have CP3. CP3 is one of the most, like I wouldn't even say one of them, might be the most unluckiest superstar ever in NBA. Because anytime he has something to prove and gets further in the playoffs or something meaningful, he gets injured. And right now, look at this. He was able to fight a shoulder injury and right now he's in the conference finals and covered. Like he's so unlucky. So the player the players are actually there's that there's one one thing or the other, either with player, with coach, coaching mistakes and all of that. There's a whole lot going on in the players right now. But then again, I want to shout out Kevin Durant. I think he might be the undisputed. No, I think he is the undisputed player in the league right now. And he's proven it. Everybody was saying that without Kyrie, without James Harden, he has this game to prove that. But even though Harden was was there, he was actually ineffective. But then he helped in a way. But I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on how good he has played. And right now, they lead the back three to me. Giannis is really shameful. He and his boys. And I think even if they are able to beat the Brooklyners, Coach Bart should be sacked. Their coach should be sacked. So today, you have the Clippers and the Utah Jazz play and the Hawks and success play because the Hawks have been able to also come back from a 2-1 and right now they are 2-2 so that's an interesting series as well but we need to see how it goes and the playoffs is taking shape and right very soon we are going to know the people that will be in the Eastern Conference Finals Western Conference Finals so yeah stay tuned and also this week you had uh, Lamelo winning Rookie of the Year and Rudy Gobert winning Defensive Player of the Year are both of them deserved? Yes. Yes. Somebody else. Lamelo, Lamelo deserved it, and I think probably somebody might have said he should, he should have, they should have been called Rookie of the Year with Antoine, uh, this guy in, in Minnesota. Yeah. So I think. Has that ever uh, happened before? Called Rookie of the Year. Yes, it has happened before. It has happened before. I think it uh-huh. happened with uh, um, this guy, T Mac. I think T Mac. T Mac. Jason Kidd, I might be wrong, but it has happened before. It has happened before. Oh. So people were saying that, but then one was able to take his team to the play um, to the playing tournament, which was Lamelo Ball, and he was the most important player in that Hornet team. And he he went as far as they could go because before Lamelo had his wrist injury, they were fourth in the East. You understand? And he dropped all the way to like eight, and he came back and helped them. So. And he has had so many records as well. So I think he deserved it. And Rudy Gobert also deserved it. Some people might have said, uh, very people could have said, like, it should have been Ben Simmons. But I understand why Rudy Gobert goes. Yes. And also, Jokic was the deservedly, uh, deservedly uh, MVP. So, yes. That's that. Interesting. So, anyway. We have come to the end of this particular episode. I'd like to thank you, Van Gelda, for joining because Charlie, we linked him at very, very short notice, but he still came through for us. Welcome. Well, what are you get to Happy to be here. If you know, yes. you know and the agenda, then Ah, Charlie, what are you? We'll be sure to bring him back when the season starts. For him to come and run his mouth on Chelsea. I see, and... I see how you people avoided the Europa League and the Champions League. But it's cool. It's all right. No, it's no, okay. Please, we're on break. It's not our fault. Is that it's the time to go on break? Is that it? 
Is that is that that's gonna break? Hey, what that's a real? Sec- what that's a real? <laughs> circumstances beyond our control. <laughs> I blame you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Charlie, thanks for joining us with this one. Thank you for having me. As always, as always, we want to thank our sponsor, Kentucky Food, for doing it for us. As always, doing all the sponsorship, giving us sometimes free food to enjoy and you know do what we have to do we also want to thank our producers the gold coast reports cyril and donald they then they hold me down with the production okay in addition to kill because kill too he's also now a main producer so shouts my yeah. kill then yeah. i get some so questions like, give by be cool make it we will bring you on the next episode make and also, please remember to follow and interact with our Twitter account, Podcast, ATW Podcast GCR. We beg you, when you see um, tweets from the accounts, just interact. We want to hear from you. If you have some hot takes too, you want us to discuss. If you want to make we talk, say, Jao Felix be the best young player in the world, just hit up the accounts. We'll come and discuss it for you. We don't have a problem. The day the the ATDB account tweets that thing, that's the day we will post the account because we know it be you. <laughs> it be you. We go touch it be racism. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. If just interact with the accounts, follow, retweet when you see our tweets. Just you know, just interact with us. Let us know that you are you are listening to us. And yes, as I said earlier, subscribe share our podcast with your friends put more people on so that we can also do plenty numbers so yes thank you to everyone for listening to this one and atw dominates the conversation thank you this has been a gold coast reports production catch up on episodes and discover more shows from our network on listen to gcr.com